Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Press's new Dub and Dragon Radio. I'm here with Marina Macarot. <laughs> See, we just went through it a few minutes ago, but it's okay. And you have, now you have a little bit going on with what you do. You're a fashion designer, you're an author, and you're, you're into yoga, nutrition, a little bit of everything on here. If I'm looking right. A little bit. Getting busy. And uh, I'm a mom of four. So. Yeah. let's just add more <laughs> stuff to it yeah <laughs> and now and now i uh, i'm actually starting a teacher training program uh to be etiquette teacher we need <laughs> etiquette yes yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big i'm a big fan wonderful but we're here to talk about your children's book yeah. which is called mm-hmm. mashka and mishka get trapped in the rainbow <laughs> And the reason why I have you saying the name of your book, because we just try to do it and it was not working today. Yeah, so it's, a, what, it's a little bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> just a little bit. And I, I'm getting a little bit of the Russian feel with the name. So, <laughs> yes. So where did you come up with this idea? So. Obviously from my accent and my name i'm not american i was born in soviet union russia and at that time we did not have the wonderful access to all the technology and internet so our pastime was being outside but being in moscow it was winter probably nine months a year (laughs) and freezing so we read for fun Mm -hmm. and we had wonderfully illustrated books of Eastern European fairy tales. And I just recall that I enjoyed that process so much coming to America and having kids in America. I really wanted to share with them uh, that part of uh, my childhood. And in school, the teachers often uh, invited the parents to read to the class. And I like to be a little different. So I would come in and try to read a Russian book translating it. Mm -hmm. And everybody got lost in translation because Russian countryside 50, 70, 100 years ago, every second word you have to explain to the kids, what is this? Why are they doing these silly things? So Mm -hmm. last year, uh, I asked my son and I said, well, how about I write your story? And then that kind of, well, since I'm writing a story, I have to do some illustrations for that. And it kind of became a book. So did you do the illustrations yourself? 
now this wonderful uh, as well of Russian descent um, girl Yekaterina. It's in the book uh, Kuznetsova, and she's actually in Germany. I found oh. her on Upwork, and because we are of the same uh, original mm -hmm. you know, descent, she really understood the story and the imagery, and she made it quite close to what I wanted to uh, portray. Portray. That is awesome. When you get a book together, one, you write for the child. Because I wrote one of my unpublished stories for my daughter when she was real little. We just finished writing the story as a whole now that she's almost grown adult. <laughs> so <laughs> took us 30 years to write this fairy tale. <laughs> it's a process sometimes, and I mm -hmm. think it's a beautiful process because it's about the journey. It's not about the destination. Right. It's about making kids happy. Yes. And then when you're able to share that story with other children, mm -hmm. either in the age group that you originally thought of or other age groups, okay. it's a blessing because it's a bonding experience between mother and child. Of course. And this story as well, uh, as I understand with your example, my older son, he really contributed. He gave me some, uh, I have a skyscraper city of flowers. He's a uh, a big architect and he's obsessed with skyscrapers so if you're like mom there has to be this modern skyscraper city and since the future is all about the green and trees you're like it has to be flowers right because yeah. that makes sense yeah. everything in the future is going to be nice and green and trees yeah. and flying cars and yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. but all green energy so it makes sense that the skyscrapers be flowers yeah so are we writing a second book as well? Yes, I am planning on making this book a series. And initially I wanted to see the reaction, but I'm getting a very positive reaction. Mm -hmm. And it was just such an enjoyment and pleasure that I don't see why not. And my son, he was watching me writing. So now he's a big writer. Slash oh, architect. <laughs> Slash, you know, uh, uh, be careful with the those young writers. They tend to scare you later on. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and he does has very interesting stories. So I was talking to him like, well, maybe we can kind of work on the punctuation because there should be maybe like one or two dots and commas in there <laughs> in like 14 pages. Like, we'll work on that, and then we kind of maybe. Uh, can make it a book so it is it is something that i'm planning on that is awesome i mean make it a family affair my daughter she's a writer she corrects me with grammar spelling she's my little grammar nazi that's great that's <laughs> yeah. great yeah i'm a mom and she's correcting me so <laughs> <laughs> it's great but when you make it a family affair then you have another generation of writers or authors that are being brought up with the culture and then it gives you a link to from your native culture of course and i think in today's technology heavy society we are stumbling in a way to keep kids reading paper mm -hmm. uh, writing properly without the uh, correct 
function of the telephone or the computer, knowing, understanding the formation of paragraphs, sentences, uh, delivering ideas, and having this as a fun, family, loving uh, ordeal, uh, first of all, it's, it, it's good. And second of all, I, I believe the works that are filled with love, they kind of give love forward. Mm -hmm. Like, so uh, I, it's... We do, we pay things forward. When you get a child interested in reading early on, then you have a reader for life but you yeah. can't force them to read. You no. have to find what they want to read. Exactly. And I was very excited. Um, he made a Santa slash mom, dad list this year. Mm -hmm. And out of five, two points were books. Oh my God. <laughs> the one year my daughter, her entire Christmas list was books. Oh, wow. There was like 200 Christmas or 200 books on that Christmas list. Oh my goodness. As a mom, I'm like, oh, she's reading. Go get every book on her list. <laughs> and she finished it. She did. Oh, good for her. And there's several books we have to replace now because the covers are now falling off and, you know. Oh. So but, she goes back to reread them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not, people think we're weird because our main source of entertainment is books i'm like why is that weird people that read have better intellect better understanding of the world around them and also are friendlier people because we understand we're not built for the computer so uh and you don't rush for initial gratification you're mm -hmm. able to kind of go through that and what we have in entertainment today, it's, it has to be a lot of colors or costumes, or there has to be a war, or there has to be something going on right away. Otherwise, you start losing your audience. And obviously, in the book, that doesn't happen. Sometimes it happens like days into the book. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, a good book can take a good week to read. Yeah. And the, the first 100 pages could be something like, okay, what's happening? Mm -hmm. But it's beautiful and you appreciate that beauty. And it's very difficult to uh, portray that uh, to the new generation. They're like, well, I'm on page 10 and there's nothing really going on. They're talking about like nature and like feelings towards nature. I'm like, yes, mm -hmm. that, that's part of the personality. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's, I had this one book a few years ago, the first six chapters i just couldn't get into it and then chapter mm -hmm. seven it hit me and i'm like oh this is the greatest book ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah it happened it's exciting that is the glorification with books it's not just the first 10 chapters pull you in it's you have to read into the story before you get there exactly so we have this wonderful joseph's book mm -hmm. And you're into a bunch of other things. And we touched base a little bit on fashion. Mm -hmm. Now, what you're wearing, is this something you made or? No, um, I initially started with accessories. So the majority of my attire, it's either silk or wool. Everything is 100%. Mm -hmm. So it's not um, as homey. Mm -hmm. 
like I don't, I don't do sweatpants or sweatshirts. Uh, it, it's usually business attire, like a, right. uh, a blazer and wool skirt. Uh, and yeah. yeah, but it is colorful, like something I'm wearing. And it does uh, have the Eastern European imagery on it as well. That's what motivated me to start the fashion line as well. Well, see, this is why I asked because I'm seeing bright colors and I'm, I know that's not a cotton blend <laughs> just by <laughs> looking at it. Yeah. I'm not a big on fabrics, but you know, when you add color and you add things that pop, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's very similar. I like um, lots of colors, lots of shapes and interesting mixtures. Uh, for example, horizontal lines with like flowery print. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing like scarves. I, I'm seeing just real quick. Yeah, we'll post a link. So I, I, those listening and watching go, what are they talking about? No, it's okay. <laughs> the link will be on the comments. You can find it. I, I guarantee it. <laughs> I'm very good at po posting links for everyone. So what is coming next? More on your fashion line or more on your books? So with the fashion line, I still have... Uh, I'm selling on Amazon and I am working with some local boutiques. Um, so I'm not doing anything new anytime soon only because I value quality and everything that I make is made in Italy. Uh, uh, the textiles from Como Italy, it's... Uh, uh, cashmere blend however in today's fast food instagram social media uh kind of fashion especially prints when people see a print and they're like and having target you're like oh it's not 14 20 dollars and mm -hmm. they're like well why would i invest in that and i think again maybe it's because i have four kids i'm not as invested in telling people well, it's about quality it's about integrity like i don't work with china oh, I, I understand because yeah. you have the whole the quality the quantity yeah, exactly. and if you go higher quantities on certain items you don't get the quality when you want better quality you're going to be paying a higher yeah. price yeah. because they don't make the quantity exactly yeah so it's it's all very limited edition Every time I sell out of a particular print, I never come back to it. So everybody, my customers uh, usually know that they have a very limited edition item that they will not see on somebody else, uh, right. most likely. Uh, so I very pride myself in that as a print designer. And for my attire as well, we, we take so much care and love in details with the seams with the lining we we put in uh, silks and leathers and we do custom made uh branded uh, buttons whatever it, it's all little details mm -hmm. but then it makes for example this item harder to 
uh, watch like you have well impossible to copy but it, it does create that little um difficulty because you have to take it to a cleaners for example mm -hmm. you can't just throw it in the wash so it becomes right. a little bit more complicated so it is a little bit more complicated but as an artist i take fashion and my items as art and mm -hmm. i'm not willing to make it basic just to sell it more i want to put my name on something i can be proud of exactly so yeah you never as an artist you never want to just put out subpar something you're not just selling it to sell it you're selling it yeah. because it's something you envisioned okay yes and that's why i think with books it's it's more accessible to create a nice product that is financially more available mm -hmm. makes people happy is as colorful delivering the message that i wanted to deliver and without explaining to people why it's not $14. <laughs> right. It's, you can have a children's book that is $9.99 and it's on very cheap paper. It's going to rip in two to three times of looking at it. Mm -hmm. And the story is so far, or you can buy a children's book on better quality paper, better quality imagery, and it costs more not because the author says, oh, my book is worth more, but the cost of just the artwork, just to have the illustrator, just to have the paper be the quality to withstand children reading the book more than two or three times. Yeah, it's quicker. And it's, it's details that, you know, when you do these things, you kind of start looking into them. But when you just as a customer, sometimes you pick an item up and you don't really appreciate what goes into it, but it's not because you don't appreciate it. It's just, you don't have the background and the necessity to mm -hmm. kind of, we can't know everything about everything. And that's all yeah. right. Everybody has their own niche and that's beautiful. Right. And that's why some people, you know, want to give, something a little bit better or somebody wants to give something more accessible i'm not judging in either way i'm just saying this is what i chose and this is you are the artist this is your medium yeah that's all it is it doesn't matter if it's art it doesn't matter if it's fashion doesn't matter if it's writing you are the artist this is the medium that you're choosing to present to the world definitely so yeah, I'm a little knowledgeable and a little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I try to be. I, I, I'm not 100% knowledgeable in everything, but if I know a little bit about a little bit of stuff, mm -hmm. it makes for interesting conversations. <laughs> no, agreed. And there's always so much more. Like, even if you think, oh, I, I, I know a good deal in this area, and then you realize, there's just so much more because mm -hmm. the areas are never isolated because even if you're talking about yoga, you have to know about geography and you have to know about history. You have to know about religion and they are their own areas and just putting okay. everything together, you, you know, just because you can do uh, a 
we're downward dog it's mm -hmm. like how does yoga translate to geography if i can teach this to my daughter oh my goodness yeah i actually took a four hour course yesterday and i was so fascinated with it well initially and i'm very surface based because i don't speak sanskrit and i can't say that i read it but that's what i heard from scholars with phd and from harvard initially uh yoga and asanas they were seating practices to meditate and they all initiated in india so whatever started coming over here it became a bit of a business of a money-making machine i mean yoga with goats yoga and wine i mean it, it's fun but it's not yoga the whole idea about yoga is you meditate and you become your conscience so it's not a sport and it's not about uh, doing a beautiful jump back and posting on Instagram, it's actually going against that because you, it's not about how you look to the outside and the stimulus you get from it. It's about you becoming a better being within you and not judging yourself and the environment. See, I'm getting a history lesson now. <laughs> no, I was so shocked. I was so fascinated about it because to me, it was becoming one with the nature and it's actual. No, it's not that. It's all about you and not paying attention to everything that's around you. That is awesome. I never thought about the history of yoga and being geography or anything else. It's just something to do to relax or get into shape or stretch <laughs> exactly that's what i initially thought and reading into it is just so interesting how uh for thousands of years it was developing and it was moving through geography and it was adapting and then when the white kind of men came they saw that they can sell it as a different product, mm -hmm. which is uh, compared to what it was initially. So. Wait, I mean, how many places do we know that have yoga studios? You sign up for a class, let's say $35. Well, you go $35 per person, you're making money. Yes, of course. So well, everything's yeah. capitalized. I mean, it's not a bad capitalization, but at the same time, it's not teaching everything that it's meant to teach. It's, um, again, I'm not judging. I mean, for example, not the judging. yoga studies, yeah, the yoga mm -hmm. studies, they have to pay for their rent. They have mm -hmm. to pay for their uh, uh, teacher training and for their life and for their expenses yeah. so it does make sense uh you do charge but for example when you start playing around with like wine yoga rum yoga yoga and twerking mm -hmm. i mean you kind of just taking the yoga yeah. out of the yoga and also yeah. we're gonna we're gonna stretch and twerk and like have a little booze on <laughs> you know <laughs> and call it yoga what did you do yesterday oh i had a nice yoga session <laughs> yeah let's have yoga take the yoga out and just have the alcohol or whatever it is and okay. i'm like 
wait what yeah, the, the, isn't that just going to go get a drink because <laughs> <laughs> the whole idea of yoga like usually you know you you become vegan i'm not vegan but i'm not judging uh yeah. and you practice restraint mm -hmm. and alcohol and drugs are obviously one of the practices of restraint so like when you say alcohol and yoga it's like mm, okay yeah okay we can... yeah we're not judging it's just <laughs> not judging. conversation because it's one of those things that make you go hmm. <laughs> it's laughable but at the same time it, it's it is what society wants yeah and that's what people go for is the instant gratification and exactly. what people want so we have a few minutes where can our listeners and our viewers find you i the book is available on Amazon and through my page, but my page takes you to Amazon because a lot of people, that's the easiest way. You know, they trust the whole system. They have their own information in there um, and it's prime. So it's available on Amazon. Uh, I am on Instagram and Facebook if anybody is interested to see my <laughs> silly face. <laughs> Of course, if you get those um, links over to me, I'll put those okay. on the comments as well. Mm -hmm. That way Thank everyone you. can find you everywhere because that's okay. the whole point is to have people find our authors, find our creators, find our artists, artists. And I can't talk today. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> it's the snow. It is the snow. Well, let's, yes, let's blame it on the beautiful okay. snow that's falling out of my window right now. Yeah. <laughs> so but it was so great talking to you today. It was nice talking to you as well. Thank you. And please keep me updated on future books. And who knows, we'll have the whole series on here eventually. Yeah. Well, do. thank you so much. And for all of our readers and listeners, happy reading. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.